0: Welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman, your host. Alongside me is EK. He's running the boards. And we got the hillbilly hippie. Hill hippie? Hill hippie. Hill, Hill hippie with us again today. <coughs> Thomas Sockering. And I'm sorry I'm sick. Sorry if I sound funny. Sorry, but I'm going to be chewing uh, these cough drops to reduce my coughing. And I got disinfectant wipes for everything I touch in here. Because Spitting into a microphone when you're sick. Especially when you got shows coming on after you. That's not very polite, you know. I'm not trying to infect anybody. So. Germs,
1: the gift that keeps on giving.
0: Exactly. And uh but you know, it's like uh, I'm sick and then you know Tom is not he's soccering, so I was like maybe I can just lay in my bed and call in and do the show from there if Tom and Eric are gonna be there. But no, no, I had to come in. I had to buy some disinfectant wipes because of that. Yeah, so it sucks being sick. Hey um but the show must go on.
2: The show must.
0: Go on. And, uh, ever seen Netflix Galaxy Quest? <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, great movie. Absolutely. But there's a scene where Alan Rickman's just had enough. You know, he's throwing a little hissy fit, like his, some professional actors do. And he's like, he's just throwing on his coat and he's just walking out. And Tim, he's just so pissed at Tim Allen's character.
2: And that's what he that's what he throws yeah, and at him.
0: And, there, and, he, and Alan Rickman says, There's nothing you could say that make me change my mind. And he just goes, The show must go on. And he's like, damn you. He throws <laughs> off the coat and walks out on stage. Just know how to get to that kind of actor, you know?
2: There are rules of the show business. Yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not trying to compare myself to Alan Rickman, but, you know, hey, the show must go on. It must. And must. Speaking of British people, you know, they say says weird. Says? Says. Like, we say says. You know, EK says, you know, drink more Ovaltine. You know, okay. that's how we say it. But it, like British people, they'll say like EK says, drink more Ovaltine. Say's? Yeah, that's how they say it. It's that cool. Is... I, so I, I'm trying to figure out which is cooler, though. It's a little
1: strange. Drink says. more Ovaltine? A fucking commercial? Son of a bitch.
0: But, uh, say's. It's like they put a little Fonzie in a, between a couple of S's. That's kind of cool. Say's. Say's. No, no, I just think that's funny. See, um, when I'm on with all this medication, the stuff I write is just a little bit more weird than usual. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't know what the, I mean, ephedrine and <laughs> all this other stuff I've taken. I'll write something like this. Fuck the police. They just held Sting back through the prime of his life.
2: <laughs> all right. That I mean, it's a fair assessment, though. <laughs> I mean, nobody can argue with that.
1: He even says it.
0: oh my god but the good thing about being sick is that you can get to catch up on your Netflix watching but the problem is is that I was so damn sick that there were like eight or nine movies I started watching on Netflix and passed out in the middle of and you know I didn't absorb any of it so I can't even remember you know which part I last part I remembered and so I don't know I guess I just wasted my time no subliminal watching then no I can't really can't really do that I mean, I'll get, like, familiar bits, you know, if I made it, like, woke up in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. <sighs> oh, God. But um, I whenever I'm down, I always like comedy, whether it's, whether I'm sick, whether I'm depressed, you know, good comedy will uh brighten your day no matter what. And so I, I wanted to, I watched, there's three things, Comedy things that I wanted to talk about that I watched on Netflix recently. I want to start with good comedy. Uh, I I told EK about this last week. James A. Caster repertoire. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I haven't gotten to the, through the last episode yet, but this guy's hilarious. He is
0: hilarious and he is brilliant. And it is so good. I highly recommend you watch James A. Castor's, uh repertoire because it's four. I mean, it's.
2: It's so good. And it, it is for
0: everyone. It's four, yeah. It's four, four hour long. Specials and they just they rhyme. That's the only way I can describe it. Is it it rhymes with itself? I mean, it's like comedic poetry, in my opinion. So I highly recommend James A. Castor's repertoire. Uh, if you can deal with people saying "says" because he's British, they say they say "says." Funny. Um, now we're going to medium, middle of the road comedy. And uh, I don't know if you noticed Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity. I'm not familiar. Well, that's also on Netflix, and it's a comedy special that... Ha 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 It's Seth Rogen. <Yeah. laughs> Seth Rogen did. Um, here's the thing. Um, the Muppets, they're kind of slumming. You know, if all the Muppets show up to, to a comedy special that begins with a Jewish guy vaping, his vaping into his dick. Hmm. And then later later on in the comedy special the Muppets show up. Don't you think that there's some there's some sort of mismatch there? I'm still impressed by the flexibility of being able to vape into your pecker. <sighs> well, I mean I'm just reminded of Superbad, where the character Seth is drawing all the dicks and stuff like that, and there were so many dicks. <laughs> so many dicks. <laughs> so many dicks in it's that. A special. Bag of dicks. I mean, they weren't real dicks, but it's like, hey, here's a bunch of dicks. And also Kermit's going to be here later singing Rainbow Connection. (laughs) All right. Um, There's a little bit of a mismatch there. So um, that's like medium level comedy. And the only thing that keeps it from being bad comedy is that, you know, they're doing this uh, hilarity for charity for Alzheimer's research. And uh, I just wonder how these Alzheimer's research companies feel about that. I mean if you want to make a bunch of dick jokes or jewish dick jokes uh <laughs> go ahead jewish dick jokes does
1: that mean they're uncircumcised dick yeah. jokes
0: yeah there's there's so many dicks there's so many dicks so uh I w- I would recommend watching that one just for the mismatch so you could see you know Seth Rogen talking about penises for a while and then Kermit shows up later and then uh Last song kind of made up for it. Return of the Mac. Good song. (laughs) That's going to be stuck in my head for a week now. Thank you.
1: You lied to me.
0: (laughs) And uh, Bad Comedy is this... I watched about four episodes of this and I had to turn it off. It was The Characters. Also on Netflix. And uh, the first one was okay if you can deal with... uh, I don't know. How can you describe it? Like a Paris Hilton kind of... Personality? Lifestyle, personality, lifestyle, or something like that. I don't know how to describe it. So a spoiled brat. Right. And uh, and, th- and that was okay. But then, you know, it just take real weird left turns. Artsy, weird left turns. And there was this one character. I don't know if he's actually gay or he just – every single character he had in his – because it's, like, basically one person playing multiple multiple characters. Like a one-man show. Yeah, kind of. Gotcha. But there are extras and stuff like that. and <coughs> Production. And, uh, but <laughs> there's this one guy and he played this character. He was like the most annoying gay guy ever, you know, and you got to watch it. But all of a- throughout this entire episode with this guy, this gay guy, I don't know if he's really gay or not, but there's so many of these, there's like four or five, uh, points in there where you can really see this sort of loathing for his mother And you're just like, this guy's, like, really twisted. I don't know if he's really gay or not, but, I mean, when you make a joke like that about, you know, your mother or your overbearing mother, I mean, that just... There's something wrong with your head. There's some deep-seated hatred there. Yeah, you know? It's almost like, did you become gay to spite your mother? (laughs) I mean, I know that's technically not possible, but is it possible? Right. Uh,
1: You know... I'm not sure how, where it all falls, if it's biological or if it's by choice, but I just don't see somebody saying, I'm going to put a dick in my mouth just to piss my mother off.
0: Well, that's, that's weird, isn't it? That's what I mean. It's like dad bod. If a girl says, you got a dad bot and it's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> Is that like a positive thing? Yeah, it's a positive thing. You got a dad bot. So you want to fuck your dad?
1: <laughs> well, the porn trends do tend to go that direction lately.
0: Really? It's like incest big and porn.
1: I'll, dude, you—it's hard to find it—a new porn that's not incest-based or stepsister or stepmother or stepfather. It's—it's it's ridiculously stupid.
0: Wow. I, that, yeah, I don't know. What, do you think Game of Thrones did that? No, it was there long before <coughs> that. Oh, I know incest has been around ever since you know. I think Aegon, Aegon the Conqueror, all the way back then. Oh, in Westeros, yeah. How do you know we're not living in Westeros? But, what?
2: What? We we, what reality we are we in? We have in? technology. There's no dragons or awesome shit going on.
0: There's awesome shit going on, but there's no dragons. There's nothing awesome like dragons going on. I'll give genetic research another 20 years. <laughs>
2: We're going to have dragons
1: in 20 years. I'm hoping. God, that will be so <laughs> Little cool. miniature ones that get no bigger than a like a toy dog. Little one pet, that'll fit in your little, purse. Little pet dragons. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is a Paris Hilton carrying around a little dragon in her purse?
1: And it, the, the flame they'll shoot will just be no longer than enough just to light your cigarette.
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs>
1: oh, cute. What's your dragon's
0: name? Dracaris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Biden <laughs> society will have dripped so forth. What's your uh, dragon's name? Ass drippings. Ass
2: drippings? The. The dragon,
0: ass tripping's the dragon. The dragon. That's somebody who didn't want the dragon. <laughs> if they didn't want the dragon. They named it ass trippings.
1: or they just never matured just past the age of twelve. Right. Imagine that person.
2: Imagine that person that angrily has a dragon that they didn't want. Like fucking dragon, I gotta take care of. I gotta go out and buy this
0: thing, meatman. Because you think you know the dragons they'll lay the eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And you know it's like oh, there's more, more, more eggs than I need. You know we'll give the rent of the litter to my kid. You know, to my eight-year-old kid, and you go here. You go, my. You know, what are you gonna name him? Ass drippings. <laughs> That's like uh, uh, what's that the Adam Sandler movie where he adopts that kid? Big Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy, right? Where right. he's like, you can pick your own name. He's like Frankenstein. Frankenstein. You know? <laughs> That's why you don't let a kid make, give him give himself his own name. <laughs> that one touched the ground. That one touched the ground. <laughs> oh man, so good comedy, bad comedy makes you feel good unless it's bad comedy and then you're like why does this guy hate his mother so much then you're like uh well let's see let's watch James A. Kester again (laughs) because it's good uh okay we got 15 minutes 13 minutes in alright um speaking of ephedrine based rants uh I did one called uh down with the sickness because I was ill (laughs) (laughs) Talking Ed. about people who have problems with their mother. Yeah, um, and so uh, down with the sickness. So here's this rant that I wrote. Seriously though, wait minute, wait minute, wait nope, that's wrong. Thank you, Freddie. Now I'm back on track. I, I had to listen to a Queen song to get my head in the game. Um, this is what I call. I titled. I hope they burn in hell or Hitler in heaven. It's funny how some humans are desperate for eternal punishment of evil people. I think it's mostly because of those rampage suicide killers. Mostly. Uh, there's no karma to keep up with their comeuppance, uh, no jury to convict them or judge to sentence them. The idea of justice can upend almost every belief system. You shoot up a school, you shoot yourself. You could just respawn, reincarnate in a new game, just like PUBG. You know, and maybe that's what these people think. It's like, yeah, I'll just respawn. Uh, and is there any justice in that? No, no. Um, but perhaps instead of respawning it, like as another PUBG player, you, uh, respawn as a lizard or an ant. And that sounds super fun, you know, until you get stepped on or something, you know, and some kid grabs you by the tail and swings you around till your tail comes off (laughs) by a bird. Yeah. That might actually be fun.
1: Swing me by my tail. I don't know, but then you'd be bleeding from your ass.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, if you know, you're going to respawn over and over and then sooner or later, you're going to end up as like a koala. And I think that would be awesome to be a koala just sitting up there in the tree, getting high on eucalyptus. <laughs> Anyone comes near you, just like, Arr! that'd be awesome. That'd be like one of those good respawns, <laughs> right? Yeah, or if you like come back as like Jude Law, that would be nice. I'd like to respawn as Jude Law.
1: Well, we have a Jude Law, so somebody's won that lottery.
0: I guess. Um, but the thing is, I just I don't like the idea of <laughs> reincarnation. Um, Being forced to relive life sounds like hell to me, Uh, but then again, I think that hell is a human creation. After all, every shaman, cleric, imam, rabbi—where the hell? Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. I lost. Yeah, I lost the thing. What have you done? You lied to me. Okay. Um, Every shaman, cleric, imam, rabbi, pastor, etc., has had to deal with the holy people wanting to segregate themselves from the unholy people. Um, So perhaps these shamans, pastors, imams, whatever, they came up with these post-life places that absolutely no one has gone to and returned to with factual evidence that that they exist. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and if there is a a true loving consciousness of the universe capable of forgiving. Your sins and my sins and his sins? Do you think it's just limited to that? It's like, no. It's like, you've done something so evil that you're going to burn in hell for eternity. You know? Where's the cutoff? You know? If my sins can be forgiven, your sins can be forgiven. Why not Hitler? And then Hitler says, quit, is a joint. He yells it to me in heaven. So yeah, it's not a microphone, Paul Pot chimes in. And so I pass it right towards Adolf. And, hey, 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 Genghis Khan interrupts. From the madman's left, best left for peace, right for war. You ever hear that shit?
1: That's uh, a new one on me.
0: Yeah, that's a new one on me, too. This this tirade <laughs> is brought to you by Starburst and peer and OTC and veteran-based medication. <laughs> or maybe that's the waiting room of hell, right? And Hitler, Pol Pot, and I are just sitting there, and G-Dog Genghis, he pulls out the J and lights it up. <laughs> G-Dog. G-dog. <laughs> He pulls out the J and lights it up. He starts passing it around, and we're all smoking and telling our stories. And Adolf, he knows a little English, so he's the only one nodding and paying attention to me. And so, uh, but Paul Pot and J- G Dog seem to be hitting it off. But then all of a sudden, some demons show up and they uh, drag G Dog into the uh, pit. It, it, pit's the only way. The only thing I can describe it the as a pool
1: of burning sulfur. Yeah,
0: I guess. And uh, right after that, like Adolf gets real nervous, <coughs> and uh, admittedly, I do too. And I mean, for what sort of tortures could be designed for me within the pit? I mean, would, would hell for me be constantly getting cruel taunts of a verbal bully trying to make me feel stupid for eternity? I mean, if you list my sins, that's one of the, uh, the biggest, one of my biggest sins is trying to use my, quote, mastery of the English language to belittle people <laughs> to make myself feel better. So, my hell, would me constantly shouting in people's faces, I don't understand a goddamn word you said, but your tone and body language makes me want to kick your ass. Don't tell me you don't know about tone or body language. Hey, wait a minute. Why was I in this waiting room with Hitler and Pol Pot and Genghis Khan? G-Dog. Good question. I mean, so, I mean, that's just a concept I always wondered about. Is like, what if you got to heaven and Hitler was there? You know?
2: Would you assume immediately you weren't in heaven?
0: Would you assume you're not in heaven? Or would you assume that maybe there's a mistake? Or do you think that God's quote quote unquote God's love and forgiveness can transcend even mass murder, genocide? Do you think that's possible?
2: Why why you gotta go? Or
0: Or is it more about the fact that humans, fallible humans, want to believe that somebody who does something so evil that they can't comprehend it here on Earth cough drop that there has to be a place for someone some for them to be punished for what they did. Here's the other thing, if, um, for example, if you get like if you did a bunch of murders and stuff like that, and you get sentenced, you killed like 18 people, and you know, they sent you know they sentence you to 315 years or or maybe like eight consecutive life sentences, you know, do you think they will carry you over into the afterlife? Because <laughs> that would be like a really weird surprise, you know. You're laying there on your deathbed and it's like it's over. You know, I, I there's, listen.
2: I'm God I, I, and I've forgiven your <laughs> sins. However. the powers that be on earth gave you a sentence. So listen, when you get out of jail, things are going to be great. But for now, you're going to have to spend the next 318 years behind these
1: bars. (laughs) Sorry. You can blame the Catholics for that one. But you hold true dogma. dogmatic law. What
0: uh, you believe true on earth, we will believe true in heaven. So that's, that's my point, is that, you know, it's a... You get up there and it's like, Oh finally it's over. I get happiness and freedom. It's like, no man, you still got two more consecutive life sentences and, to serve.
2: And this is John. Uh John's heaven is to be a prison security guard. Uh and it's yeah, that's just it's what he enjoyed most in life, breaking up riots and, and being a prison security guard. So yeah. I guess you would have people who would want to do <laughs> yeah. that.
0: What's yeah, what's after, what's an afterlife without work? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it was o- the only time he was truly happy was when he was at work.
0: I mean, some people are. That's I mean, that's, not, that's what I'm
2: saying. Like there would be a place there would be a place in heaven for that. Like, okay, God forgives everybody. Yeah, but yeah, but this guy, you have a you have a sentence that you need to carry out.
0: Still oh seven more life sentences. <clears throat> but I can only serve one on earth. It's like that's right, sucker. Should think about that before you kill eight people. Once again, the Catholics are Why do everything. you think
2: we swear on a Bible in court?
1: <laughs> that would be funny. Separation of church and state,
0: my ass. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway, can I can I do an
0: advertisement? Yeah, what's going on in town this week?
2: So I want to talk take a minute to talk about uh the FXBG Punk Rock Flea Market. Um, this this has happened a couple times. I think this is the second second time they're doing it, th- second or third. Um, it's nine a.m. till sunset. Uh, uh, you can come by, sell, trade some cool stuff. Uh, they're still taking reservations. Where is uh, it? Forty dollars. Um, I think they're doing it downtown at fa- Fat um Fat Boy Smokehouse and Burgers. So, do you, do you know where that is? I do not. Okay, so Fat Boy's Smokehouse is burgers. Is downtown in Fredericksburg.
0: That's good. We live in that Uh town. Four,
2: <laughs> four fifty one Jefferson Davis Highway. Um,
0: four fifty one Jeff Davis. Okay, yeah. route one. When is it again? Saturday. 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 From nine to sunset.
2: Yeah, but that's just like the the flea market side of things. Afterwards, at uh, the same location, um, they're doing a couple bands, twenty one and up, whole like party down thing. It's a whole, whole big, long day long event and into the evening. So it's like nine a.m. Saturday morning to two a.m.
0: Are you gonna be there to represent for FXPG Public Radio?
2: I'm. I'm probably gonna show face. I'm probably gonna be like, "What's up?" Pop my head around, take a few pictures.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So go check that out. So there's gonna be a bunch of like different like crafts vendors and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's.
0: Uh, I bet you can go down there and find some really cool stuff.
2: There's all kinds of all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and, and people that, uh, I've worked with in the past, uh, uh, through various open mics and,
0: uh, events around town. Um,
2: good, good, good crew
0: all around involved. Cool deal. Go check that out. Saturday. Yep. 4 5 S- Jefferson Davis Highway, 9 a.m. to sunset and then party F- afterwards.
2: Fat, fat boys, smokehouse and burgers. Fat boys, smokehouse and burgers. Fat boys, smokehouse and burgers get your faux hawk on oh,
0: okay yeah oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> throwing right.
2: that in there for free
0: <laughs> um oh punk rock that was what that was about yeah okay
2: um and uh if you if you look up the event on Facebook uh it's fxbg space punk rock one word space flea market one word um and it's uh, a public event or whatever check it out
0: and uh are you DJing, at Spencer Devins
2: Oh yeah, uh every Friday night, karaoke, Spencer Devon brewing downtown.
0: Yeah, karaoke. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna do like karaoke that night and then like nine, go straight. Nine, nine
2: PM to midnight. Nine PM to midnight, Spencer so, Devon yeah. brewing downtown.
0: Then you come back, sleep for about four hours and go. It's for real. Go to the punk rock. Yeah. That's right.
2: It's a it's a real life.
0: I'm I'm sick. That just <clears> exhausts <throat> me thinking about it. I posted this outline for this show and I had to take a nap afterwards. I was so damn tired. All right, you want to get into the news worth knowing? Yeah, let's dig it. I know I'm going fast, but you know, I'm getting tired. All right, um, well, 37 minutes to go. You got this, bro. All right, 36 minutes. I'm sorry. You know, when you called me today, I was having the weirdest ass dream, and I and I did tell the uh, hillbilly hippie here, hill hippie. You're gonna you're gonna get it right one today. No, it's not. not. <laughs> uh, but I was having this dream where I was sitting in this office. And all my coworkers are all sitting around looking at the clock saying, it's way after six. We should be getting out of here. Uh, We're all, you know, eyeing each other, looking at our computers. And we're all asking, you know, where have we got our bonuses yet? Why haven't we got our bonuses? We're supposed to have gotten our bonuses by now. And my phone rings and I hear it in a dream. And then the fattest guy in the office exploded (laughs) like that fat guy in the Monty Python Meaning of Life movie. And then we all got an email notification that said, your bonus just came through. And then we all left. And then I picked up the phone and said, hey, E.K., what's up? And he's like, oh, I'm on my way home if you want to come over to the studio. So, I mean, that was where my mind was when we talked earlier today. I had just (laughs) seen a man explode in an office. Strange. And got paid to do it. And for some reason, I was thinking about Parker Posey. Hmm. That that, that shit gets in my head for some reason. I don't know.
2: Also strange.
0: Yeah. I don't know. She does it for me. I don't know why. (laughs) I think it's, I, I don't know. Is it the bitch thing? She just looks like a bitch. I guess, but, uh, it's, like a horrible person. Are you is that right? what does it for you? Dominatrix type? No, not really. But I mean, it's just like it'd be interesting if, like, if she looked like she was a horrible person, but then she's actually like a real nice person. It's like I know I look like a horrible person because she's always playing horrible people in movies.
1: So you're attracted to resting bitch face?
0: I guess. <laughs> I guess. That girl looks mean. She's hot.
1: <laughs> she could kick my ass. I want to do her in the butt.
0: Yeah, no. What? Not at all. Not at all. Some things are off limits. it is just to a, a word bit. place. Anyway, do you know the Queen of England is a comedian? You hear about the jokes she says? Says? Says?
2: Let's hear about these jokes.
0: Yeah, this is a news article. You know, I always go to Fox News. Like, Queen Elizabeth cracks a joke about Trump and Obama. Uh, Queen Elizabeth was caught making a joke about the U.S. presidents Donald Trump and Barack Obama. The typically proper, proper, okay, typically proper British monarch was being interviewed by famed UK broadcaster David Attenborough for a documentary on ITV titled "The Queen's Green, The Queen's Green Planet." It's kind of a t- tongue twister there, Mr. Hmm, Attenborough. The Queen's
2: Green Planet. Yeah.
0: Uh, Queen Elizabeth got candid during the rare TV interview. She was showing Attenborough around Buckingham Palace Gardens when a noisy helicopter interrupted them from above. Why do they always go round and round when you want to talk? Queen Elizabeth joked about the noise, according to news.com.au. She added, sounds like President Trump or President Obama. The 91-year-old ruler met with Obama several times during his presidency. She has yet to meet with Trump. The pair were enjoying the garden for the upcoming documentary airing April 16th on ITV. During the chat, the Queen and Attenborough also touched on climate change. What the hell is going on? My phone is screwing up.
2: Ah, uh, blame the phone.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't bring my computer because setting up the laptop makes me feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> Everything <laughs> the, 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 the fu-
2: makes you feel tired when you're sick.
0: Yeah. Okay, they also touched on climate change. As they surveyed the garden, Attenborough said all kinds of different trees could appear in 50 years and the garden would look unrecognizable. Might easily be. Yes, she said. I won't be here, though. (laughs) 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 That's a funny joke. The queen also showed off trees she planted for her four children, pointing out each of the plaques to Attenborough. So, I mean, this is why you're queen. You're not a stand-up comedian. Oh, the helicopters like Trump or Obama—they
1: go round and round, but never get to the point.
0: Well, you see, the the thing is, is that you know uh, a British monarch really doesn't have a whole lot to do, and an American president has a shitload of things to do. And so uh, I can imagine that's what it seems like to her It's like busy, busy, busy. Obama, busy, busy, busy. Trump, <laughs> always hovering, always moving around, always moving around. I got important stuff to do, Your Majesty. We're very busy, man. We are not. Uh, a figurehead <laughs> of a,
1: <laughs> a
0: a dead system of government. I mean, Saudi Arabia still uses monarchy, but it's Saudi Arabia. And I mean, even I mean, even the queen. I mean, the way she photobombs things, the quotes you get from her. I mean, she knows she she doesn't really matter. You know, uh, uh, the royal family is like the top tier celebrity. For England and Canada, US in many ways, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand. And so, I mean, that's like the top tier. It's like, yes, they, you yeah, know, oh, I know about that comedian or I know about that actor, and, but you're not the queen, <laughs> you know, you're not mm-hmm. the prince. And so I, I think that that's good. And it's like people can focus on that instead of what the government's really doing behind their back, you know, Parliament, uh, or the House of Commons, House of Lords. What's the, there's another one, right?
1: You're asking the wrong
0: guy. House of Cards. No. That's something else.
1: (laughs) House of Cards. Isn't that something you do with a playing deck?
0: Yeah. 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 (coughs) Sorry about that. My shoe. Yeah. Uh, Did it get loose? something break loose? (coughs) Forgive me. You're forgiven. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the next story. Uh... University lets parking violators pay fines with food for charity. Now this is a brilliant idea. I like, I like it. I like it. When the University of Florida's president said on April Fool's Day that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, okay, wait hold on, I feel minute. like I'm being
0: baited here. <laughs> this is too good of an idea. Just to just be a joke. When he, uh, when he said when the president of uh, University of Florida said on April Fool's Day that people cited for parking violations on campus over the past year. Could get amnesty by donating food. Many thought it was a prank, but on Friday, nearly two thousand people learned it wasn't. At President Fuchs, is that his name? F u c h s. Fuchs. Fuchs. <laughs> that poor bastard. All right, um, Mr. Fuchs.
2: Mr. Fuchs. He gives the Fuchs.
1: Fuchs and son.
0: Uh, okay. U F President, yeah, it's Kent Fuchs. He said on Twitter that nearly 2,000 citations have been exchanged for 9,455 food donations. The food, peanut butter, canned peaches, you know, non-perishable food, um, will fill the shelves of the, skil- the school's field and fork pantry. Now, I don't know. if I mean, my church, we had, like, a, a food bank and stuff like that. People feed the hungry. I mm-hmm. get it. You know? And so, I mean, people are going to get parking tickets. And I understand that, like, chasing down people for university parking tickets... Must be a nightmare.
2: Oh, mm. Dude, come on. Dude don't you get this? The comp- this is this there like there's gonna be kids that just keep fucking boxes of canned goods in their trunk and just like fuck it, I'm parking wherever I want.
0: Yep. As long as they're feeding the hungry, why not?
2: <laughs> like, I'm, I'm parking in, you know, Hand a gas spot? screw it. I got six cans right here that says who the hell cares.
0: I may be a douchebag, but I'm feeding the hungry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I just think it's a better idea than like just trying to collect money.
2: The yeah, probably people, yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Better idea than trying to collect money. But there's a loophole. You should be able to get out of your first one with canned goods. And then like maybe your second one with double the amount
1: of canned goods. And oh. then
2: like, the third one, come on, bro.
1: But I mean, well, this stuff still <laughs> costs money, man. Well, maybe if it's not, you have a grace period where you can do that. If you pay with canned goods for your, let's say, parking one uh, here, if you get another one within, let's say, three months, that has to be paid in cash. And then after after the three months, it's and you're free and clear. You don't you haven't gotten any more violations. You get a second one, then you could pay with canned goods and still be good. That yeah, way, you're not yeah. over abusing the system.
0: I don't think that's abusing if you're still collecting food for the hungry. Yeah, you know, let those dipshit college kids park wherever they want. Yeah, you but know? then
1: when uh, somebody's grandmother who's in a wheelchair pulls up and needs the, needs a handicapped spot, and Joe smoke college kids it, it
2: should be a handicapped excluded.
0: You guys think that you know it still costs money to buy this these canned goods, non perishable food. But you're—that's ta- not the point. Yes, I understand
1: it costs money, but you're taking that spot that's needed by—that's uh, right. there for somebody who could actually need to. Right.
2: We should take take take. It. I'm I'm down if you take the handicap spots out of the equation,
1: or make it like fifty dollars worth of canned goods in order to get out of a handicap parking ticket.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Got to buy a Thanksgiving dinner.
1: <laughs> Show up with a thirty-pound turkey
2: out of season that's what and I mean complete, it's like people people sauce. who uh,
0: are going to park wherever they want because I'm rich enough I can afford to pay any ticket are the, are the same kind of people they're going to I can park anywhere I can walk I can buy all the non-perishable food I want you know it's the same rich assholes that are going to be you know abusing that anyway you know I don't think you're going to encourage any more people it's like oh well I can just park wherever I want no no because they're college kids and you know what they're probably broke I don't know about you but I went to college I was broke so broke. I couldn't even finish college. That's okay. I don't think I missed miss much. Maybe some sex. Apparently, you missed missed out some Well,
2: apparently, sex. you missed the ability to pay for parking tickets with food.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's getting
0: off. Well, I just don't. I just don't think that it's going to be like increase number of people who park illegally because of that.
1: Probably not, but I can see somebody taking advantage of the system. Some kid who thinks, all I got to do is give one can of peaches and I'm going to get out of this $30 ticket. That's what I mean. It's not one
0: can of peaches. That's what I mean. It's not going to be one can of peaches.
1: Millions of peaches. Peaches Peaches for me. me.
2: (sighs) Moving on.
0: Yeah, so this (laughs) this next news story, it makes me feel good. I don't know if it's just my hatred of society or uh, rich people. Um, But here's the headline, creme brulee torch explodes in Swiss restaurant, injuring 15.
2: Why does that make you happy? You sick fuck.
1: (laughs) Think of the poor creme brulee that was lost. They thought dessert was coming and instead, boom. Instead of a tasty dessert, they got third degree burns.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel good. (laughs) I don't know. Sadistic fuck. Dessert got dangerous (laughs) at a Swiss restaurant. (laughs) When 15 people were injured in a creme, creme brulee torch explosion, a small gas canister used to top the upscale desert. <laughs> desert? Yeah, they forgot forgotten S. Desert nice. exploded in the kitchen of Italian restaurant Le. Wow, I'm so bad at French.
2: They probably are too, considering they forgot to the
0: To A.U. in Geneva, the local Switzerland reports. I guess that's a newspaper, the local Switzerland Okay. Uh, happening in the middle of the lunchtime rush, the blast was big enough to destroy the k- restaurant's kitchen as the windows shattered and the glass ceiling fell on top of a crowd of a- <laughs> off of a crowded outdoor terrace. Jesus. Wow. That's awesome. How big of a fucking torch? They just need a small little torch, man. But I mean, under pressure. According to the outlet, 15 people were injured in the April 7th blast, including two employees who were in the kitchen during the explosion and reportedly suffered burns. Eight were hospitalized but none of the injuries were reported to be life-threatening. It appears to have been an accident, obviously. The volume of gas was quite small, but the blowback effect was impressive, Rescue Services Captain Frederic Jacques said, according to the local. Jacques added that Geneva's forensic police are investigating the cause of the explosion, noting that accidents involving gas canisters were rare in a restaurant environment. That's very true. The next day, representatives for The restaurant uh, took to Facebook to apologize for the calamity, sharing photos and updates. Following our experience of the day, we do not recommend that we use kitchen torches. As far as we are concerned, we are no longer. We will no longer use it in our kitchens because there are enough techniques of preparation and cooking to pass through equipped.
2: So we will no longer be using a can of Aquanet and a lighter. Yeah. To to make (laughs) the creme (laughs) brulee.
0: Uh the restaurant is, resched- is scheduled to reopen its doors on April 11th. As noted by the Daily Meal, handling a torch to perfect the brittle caramel layer atop the custard of creme brulee is one of the reasons why it's considered one of the most difficult desserts to make. It makes me feel good because rich people in Switzerland get blown up. Nobody died. Yes. Yeah. Ma- a- Ma- rained glass on them. Ma- it's Ma- not a your, rich dessert. Making
2: your stupid creme brulee. That's cream, my favorite dessert brulee. of
0: all time: cream is creme
1: brulee. brulee. Your
2: cream brulee.
1: Now you're just making it sound like man butter. <laughs> <laughs> man
2: butter. Your horse dovers and your cream brulee. You ever have creme brulee? I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Well, I mean, every time I've seen it, I mean, they had the little torch on there and just...
1: Yeah, that's how they make the yeah. caramelized crunchy top. Yeah. You just hit it with a small blowtorch.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could
1: also eat it without that. You could just... But it. it's not the same, dude. No, it's not. It's not. Because <laughs> once they've got that uh, crust on the top this is when they add the... Uh, Either a little bit of whipped cream and some strawberries or some blueberries or a little bit of chocolate sauce. Depending on what how this part- each particular restaurant wants to serve it.
2: Right. I do all that without setting my dessert on
1: fire. Obviously, sir, you've never had a baked Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Baked Alaska. Yeah. There's lots of foods, particularly desserts, that involve fire. Yes. A few, a few drinks. A mm-hmm. couple entrees, maybe? Uh, yeah, I don't know.
1: If, I don't know if I've ever had a flaming entree. I've had an entree that come down on a plate that was so hot it was sizzling and still cooking as that's they the, had yeah, it to yeah. me.
0: But that's fajitas, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's not the same.
1: No, but goddamn, it still hurts when you fucking touch the plate. Exactly, because it's hot. It uh, makes you wonder how many dumbasses have put in lawsuits. I touched the hot plate that the server told me was to "be careful, this is hot," and I got a third degree burn. They served me a plate that was too hot.
0: Well, you know, it's it's just like the coffee. You know, they had to start putting on coffee cups. You know, when it's, you know cups. when it's
2: safe to touch? When it no longer sounds like the food is screaming at you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like coffee cups, you know? This. With coffee cups. It's like they had to start writing, warning, contents <laughs> are hot <laughs> yeah. on the cups just to cover their ass legally. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a customer is like, why do I have to be, why should I have to know that coffee is hot? Right. Why is that on me? You should have told me the coffee was hot.
1: I've only had a cup of coffee every day for my entire adult life, but I don't understand the concept that what you're serving me is a hot beverage and may burn me if I am not careful. It is your responsibility to instruct me because I am a man-child.
0: Exactly. Well, it reminds me of a, what was that guy? Ugly and angry, a comedian, I can't remember. But That's it's, a lot of. them. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I can't remember. Sam Kinnison? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm referring to a good comedian. Oh, I love. Sam sorry, Kinnison. Sam Kinnison fans. Oh. Sorry, Sam Kinnison fans. Oh, oh ugly oh. and angry. Ugly and angry, Chris Porter. Ugly and angry, but there's a <laughs> a a, seg, a segment where he's sitting there talking about we need to have like corporations <laughs> need to are you shitting me defense. For these legal, you know, issues, it's like I have to put like every single thing you should not use my product for, you know, on the product. So just to cover my ass legally, hey, don't assist in childbirth with this ski, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> here's your cup of coffee, and here's your 13 page pamphlet on what not to do with it. Right? Because I mean, people are gonna be stupid, and they're gonna want to. They're going to want to blame somebody. They want to sue somebody, you know. And like, people are litigious as hell, you know. Uh, I think they did this uh, experiment where they had, like, a, a vehicle, like, bump a bus, and they're, like, videotaping it. The vehicle bumped a public bus and, like, counted all the people coming out, so they complained about injuries and stuff like that. <laughs> just like a little fender bender. Like, oh, my neck, oh, I want to sue you. You owe me money. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, I'm sorry. I mean, if you get run over by an idiot, you know, I can understand. But if you're just going to sue because you... Uh, why is it my responsibility to know that coffee's hot? I don't know. Take a personal responsibility, maybe? Right. And I think that that's the issue, is that people don't want to take any personal responsibility. And they just want a quick dollar. Quick, easy money. That's right. Mm-hmm. And complaining. You can make money by complaining, apparently. What else you got? Uh, well, I'm done with Anna Ferris. I had my hopes up for a while, but I'm done with her. What did she do now? She ruined a perfect thing. She It's like it's like she threw a rock through a stained glass window who, like who from did, the 1300s. Who, threw, who is she dating? She's not dating anybody. Uh, she, she, it's like she... Uh,
2: what did you do? Listen to her podcast? What no. happened?
0: Uh, Anna Ferris on why she got breast implants, I wanted to fill a bikini. You destroyed a work of art. Anna. Anna Ferris always believed undergoing plastic surgery, was caving into the man. Until she found herself contemplating getting implants while going through her first divorce. The overboard actress was 30 years old when she and Ben Indra decided to end their marriage for four years. I was always a negative A cup.
2: Ne- ne- negative A cup? What the hell does that mean?
0: I, I don't know. I think it's like a self deprecating.
1: Does that mean they cave in this amount of an A cup? I mean, shit, a negative.
0: I think it might be a joke. Uh, So when I was 30, I was getting a divorce, and I had just finished House Bunny, and I had sold another movie. Ferris recalled in May issue of Women's Health. All of these new things were happening to me, so I got my breasts done, and it was fucking awesome. (laughs) Ferris, who announced her split from her second husband, Chris Pratt, in August 2017, said she had previously been reluctant to go under the knife. I never, ever thought I'd do something like that, she said, adding that she's always thought plastic surgery was caving into the man, you know? That's a quote. But it came down to a really simple thing. I wanted to fill out a bikini. More than 10 years later, Ferris says she's still floored she opted for the implants. I think she's thinking about her own tits more than I am. I I'm don't know st- if that's possible. I, I'm, I'm still floored that I did it because I am a staunch feminist. I kept thinking, am I betraying my own gender by doing this? She said, well, you're betraying me too, Anna. <laughs> Not just your own gender, you're betraying me.
2: She's a feminist, so she doesn't care if she's betraying you.
0: The 41-year-old star has since changed her views on plastic surgery. She told the mag she believes people should be able to do whatever they want, whether it's getting braces, bleaching their hair, getting extensions, getting a boo job, getting vaginal surgery. What? (laughs) What kind of vaginal surgery is available?
1: I I could put a list out there of all things that are completely wrong and probably extremely offensive. So I'm
0: going to refrain yeah, myself on uh, this one. Okay, Mo- moving got, on. Yeah, moving on. But here's the thing about you can see these two pictures side by side. And you, you're just more beautiful with an A cup. Negative A cup. Negative A cup. Whatever that means. And I mean, I just think I'm just I'm the kind of guy who likes t- small tits. I'm that kind of guy. That's why I always had that crush on you, Anna. You had nothing cumbersome. You're not going to roll over in the middle of the night and suffocate me with those things. You're a member of the EDBD Club. I thought it's not
1: a committee anymore. It, it once it grew past so many members,
0: it had to become a club. Okay. <laughs> no time to discuss this with the committee. And I mean, I think it's it's just one thing. It's one thing. It's a- Faris, but it's we can broach the topic of breast augmentation, and I can understand uh, uh, women who have very large breasts. See, I'm I'm all for breast reduction because of my pre- preference for smaller breasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all for that. Okay, but if you want to get bigger breasts, that doesn't make any sense to me because of what I prefer. Okay, that's just me.
1: Well, typically when a woman uh, goes for a breast reduction, like my first wife, she was looking into it for quite a while. I don't think she ever got it, but is to help with the uh, the pain in her back that, she was yeah. carrying around double D's that's and she I mean. was only five foot four.
0: Yeah, that can mess <laughs> up your back for. S- for real, yeah. I mean, and I get that, but I mean, you know, Anna, all of you women. I mean, you're you're beautiful the way God made you. I mean, even if you don't believe in God, and I mean, Anna Ferris, you've been beautiful for a long time before you got hey, these. Hey, hey, Let's not dilute,
2: let's not dilute people. You're not. Some of you are not beautiful. However, some of us have low standards. <laughs>
1: What a cynical fucking thing to say. Way to break the show. You you are all beautiful. Just some people are more attracted to you than others. You know? Fuck that.
0: I guess it's just I've known a few women in my life that I was attracted to who got breast implants. And I was like, why'd you do that? Because, I mean, you were perfect. Perfect in my eyes. My whole problem with the... Breast
1: augments or fake breasts, or let's call it what they are—fake titties—is they're like Nazis. They don't move. They don't wiggle. They don't jiggle. They're just there at attention constantly. What fun is that?
0: Uh, I think that's a, a big reason why some people like them. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of them. You know, they—they—they they, they do seem unnatural. They don't uh obey the rules of time, like or they physics. should, or physics the way that they should mm-hmm. exactly, and that's off putting but that being said if i met a girl and she already had breast implants you know i would kind of be okay with that <laughs> i mean fake or not the boobies are boobies right you know so i mean i'm not saying that but i mean if i met a girl and i was just and she had small breasts and i was just like you're beautiful you're perfect the way you are and then she went and got breast you know implants and i'm just like why it's like destroying a stained glass window it's like going into the the louvre with a blowtorch now, how committed do you are you to this idea? Is that something you would leave this woman over? Look, if if Anna Ferris walked in here right now, I'm not going to say no. All right, I'm not an idiot. Okay, like, this is where I draw the line, Anna Ferris.
2: No, I, I think once you've listened to her podcast, you'll you'll change your mind.
0: What did you listen to her podcast? I've listened to a couple. Of episodes. It's it's it's. it's hmm. See, that's why I don't want to get a no, to, to know too many women because. You start to learn about them and then you realize, oh, I don't like them. You know? Worship you from afar. Yeah, it's easier that way. Why well, they're called stars, you cannot reach them. Yet. Yeah. All right. Speaking of more, women should be proud of what they have, who they are. And you're beautiful, ladies. You're beautiful. Uh, this next story, our last story. A woman dumps fat-shaming boyfriend who said she had a beer gut. What a douche. A A student at Portland State University decided to dump her boyfriend after he complained about her beer gut in a series of text messages. But now she says she sees the whole experience as a positive thing. Good for you. Quote, My goal has been to turn this into a positive thing and empower everyone to feel good about themselves and stand up for themselves, says Shelby Johnson in a statement to Fox News. It took me a long time to get where I am with my self-esteem, and I want every woman out there to know they can get there too, regardless of the men who say otherwise. I love this chick. Uh, Johnson, 23, had been dating her now ex-boyfriend for a few months before he expressed his concerns about her supposed beer belly, prompting her to share the troubling exchange on social media at late March. Wow, she put him on a blast. <laughs> All right, here's the, she, like, posted the pictures of this conversation, and it's just a dude being a douche. Quote, uh, uh, you're definitely getting a beer gut, babe, wrote the boyfriend in one of his texts after explaining to Johnson that uh, she allegedly didn't look the same as she did in the Instagram pics he saw leading up to meeting her douche johnson who wrote on twitter that she was feeling hurt by her boyfriend's words later took to twitter to ask followers if she was overreacting but many commenters assured her that she was not Uh, there's a bunch of twitter posts um johnson also confirmed bro your girlfriend dumped you and the internet helped her (laughs) exactly uh, Johnson also confirmed it to followers. Confirmed to followers that she was the same weight, 120 pounds. All right, when she met her boyfriend. All right, now here's the thing, and she had actually struggled to gain weight since she was in high school. I was 80 to 90 pounds, and my doctors never figured out why I couldn't keep on weight. At 20, I started gaining, and when I did, I never felt happier and more healthy. She wrote. Because That's an issue, you know. Being underweight is just as dangerous and to mm-hmm. your health as being overweight. So, and this douchebag is like, No, you know, I want you to be 80 pounds and you know, a good sneeze and you disappear. You know, uh, Johnson turned to Twitter the following day to tell followers he was planning on dumping her boyfriend, or as she put it, quote, dropping a hefty 180 pounds. Nice zing, nice. Anyway, um, what's her name, Shelby Johnson? Sounds right. Okay. Miss Johnson. Hey, I just met you and um, this is crazy, but here's my number. So call me, maybe. Um, madman at fxpgpr.com. That's how you get in touch with me. Uh, soon afterwards, Johnson confirms that she was newly single and that her ex felt like a jerk for being called out online. <laughs> he should. Yeah. I want to update you guys. That we are broken up, he was he was really unhappy. and felt like shit, especially after knowing my tweet went viral. <laughs> oh that damn! Can only imagine, yeah, right? <laughs> Good luck getting an eight now, asshole. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, he has told me he will use this as a learning experience to be a better person. Oh, I hope so. I hope he. You... And here I am, she said, single and free. Anyway, you have my number, my email address. Wow. Yep, Shelby Johnson.
2: Shelby Johnson.
0: So, I mean, if you look at this picture of her, I mean, she is not, she's getting a little thickness in the thighs and belly area. But, I mean, she's still only 120 pounds. And she'd been like 80 and 90 pounds throughout high school and stuff. I mean, good for her. I mean, it's, you, you can't be a waif, you know? Right. You gotta, you gotta eat, girl. And I just don't trust women who only eat salads and shit like that. You know, and if a girl I'm with has to like say, "Damn it, I want a cheeseburger today," you know, I mean, every now and then. I mean, I can understand, you know, water and salad every now and then. But she, if she's like, "Damn it, I want a meatball sub." I can, I can relate to that. Yeah, you're on a diet. Yeah, you want to keep trim, stay fit. I get it. But every now and then, you eat a meatball sub. Damn it, you gotta have that cheat day. Exactly. You know, if you want... Otherwise, them. you're
1: not going to get a guy like me to trust you. Mm. <laughs> and If you wanted something that eats like a rabbit,
0: you'd buy a bunny. Mm. Oh. I, I hate rabbits. I don't like them. alright They're They're they're
1: like as useless as guinea pigs. Well, it depends on what you're doing with them. If you're raising them for meat, then they're serving a purpose.
2: Wait. Wait. wait.
1: People eat guinea pigs? No, rabbits.
0: What? I think people eat guinea pigs. Uh, uh, Not in my neck of the woods. (laughs) Well, not around here. Some people eat dog. Some people eat cat. Some people eat people.
2: That seemed like an appropriate usage of that one. That's like, that's from Law like and
0: the, Order? Yeah, that's like the, from the weirdest episode of <laughs> Law and Order.
2: <laughs> Some people eat people. <laughs> it seemed like a Law and Order drop.
0: Some people eat people. <laughs> Let's call it a day. Okay. Well, we're out of news stories. I'm the Madman. Check us out on fxbgpublicradio.com. Check it. Look for us on Facebook. Buy my books. Click on Amazon, search for Scott L. Robbins, the two T's and two B's. And you can subscribe to us now. Subscribe to us on iTunes, right? And other places.
2: And other places? iTunes and other places where you do podcasts. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you next week. I love you.
1: Bye. All right.